Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Alex Gore, thanks for taking me out shooting and introducing me to Revit this morning. I had a great time, and I doubt I'll ever have an interview like today's again. I'd like to know what your thoughts are for hiring me on. So that was an email from someone... Basically, we talked about it last week. Exactly, and that's why I'm that's why I'm reading it this week. And I, I and I have something to add to this. Why why I read it because uh, this is a it's sort of a we'll get there. But yeah, so we did an interview, then came in for a day. He learned Revit. Then we all went shooting, had a great time, uh, and then we hired him. So he's in there working right now. He's in there working. We're super excited about it. I didn't even think we were in a position to hire, but then all of a sudden, like we have been getting we have been getting a ton of inquiries. We're not complaining about the economy. It's it's an awesome problem to have. Uh, things are going great, but the reason why I bring that up is because <clears throat> what was super impressive about this young man emailing, who we've now hired, uh, and emailing back like that was, we didn't get back from our, we didn't get back from going out um, and doing doing our activity with him like it was like a social interview is what Alex was calling it, and it was great. I thought it was such a good way to get, to get to know people, literally brilliant. So we got back into town um, at six p.m. This guy sent an email at 7 p.m. So right after, like, so right when he got home, he was so enthused about the whole thing. He sent an email. So for all of you young people or anybody who's thinking about prospecting and looking for a new job, that's, this is what people like Alex and I value. This is what, like, ass kickers, I'm serious, people that go out there and and grab, grab the world by the, by by the area by the what by the area <laughs> by the balls <laughs> okay, there we well go. this is also <laughs> that's what's funny is Nick's Nick's uh, Nick's reading today is called do you have the balls so we'll see but anyway people like that who just go out there and get after it this is what we're looking for I I need those kind of people and that kind of an attention um, to coming back and like enthusiasm because yeah. I just know that they're pumped we're pumped let's go out there and do it. Yep. And this goes back to uh, Old Man River saying, which is my, my dad, Keith Gore. I don't know if he said it on our podcast, but he's told me. He goes, if you have someone that has the baseline intelligence and can think and can adapt, he goes, the number one characteristic of a successful employee will be attitude. Attitude wanting to do the job, attitude just being at the job, all of that. And he's and like, we can, te- because he worked for IBM. So they obviously hired smart people. They're probably all baseline smart. Smarter than average, but attitude was the difference. Yeah. So, so speaking of that, here, here's here's what I really liked about you know this kind of summed it up for me was um, one of the things he said is he goes he goes uh, you know he like to help with all these things and then I work best with a diversity of different tasks. Perfect. Like you could not be a better candidate then because that is what F nine is is a diversity of tasks and a diversity of projects yep. and juggling a million things and then coupled with be attentive to our clients and everybody involved. Yep. So awesome. We're excited. Very cool. I think and so. Best practice moving forward. I love this idea of new hires. You come in for a traditional interview. Might interview a couple. 
Might interview a couple, and then maybe one one or two are selected, and like, okay, now let's do a social interview. I just, it was awesome. Maybe we just go have beers. Maybe we go for a hike. I don't know, something like that. But yeah. totally cool. Totally. Yep. If we could, I mean, obviously, because we do, you know, two big things, right? We do the winter party, and then we do like a summer get together. So yeah. maybe you know there was a coincidence here and there and everything, but still, it's awesome. Yeah, great, great. So uh, you have huge news, gigantic news about the development. I have shitty news. <laughs> so I ordered the porta potties, <laughs> which is really exciting because because I'm have got everything scheduled. So the surveyor is coming out. Then right after that, right after the surveyor has everything laid out, because um, he's going to chalk up and put up our batter boards and everything, and then we're going to see like, okay, here's where the footprints are. Here's where the water's coming in. Here's where the electrical's coming. He's going to locate everything, staking the site. Then, then I got the porta potty guys. We're gonna, here you come, and then I also got the roll off guys coming too, so they're ready for the roll offs. Interesting fact: when you order porta potties, you have to know what your peak, like the what is going to be the peak people on site because they need to account for that. Interesting for various reasons. If <laughs> if I was a surveyor, I know we aren't in charge, and this everything costs money. I would stake the porta potty location. Oh, exactly, you would. But um, just to let you know, since we're having this meeting. Uh, they need to stake where Excel, not Excel, where Longmont's going to put that transformer. So if it wasn't in the scope, you need to tell him it's on the drawings. It's all in the scope. Okay, so just he's in the drawings, yeah. Because they told me that, so just make sure it's in uh, the north uh, east corner. Yeah. So just make sure you see and verify that that's there. Sounds good. But yeah, that is super exciting news because I feel like we're finally moving. It's hard for me for a guy that goes 150 miles an hour and wants things done. Uh, that's primarily the reason where my, my like my the middle of my back has been killing me for about three weeks because I just when you're working on a project like this for this long and you're the and you're the contractor for it and and you're like and you're all those things I already described. Boy, is it hard for me to deal with it. It is just like I'm just like, are we ever going to get going on this? I just want I just want to be able to know that we are okay. We're something is happening. Because yeah. we're just, it's just constant money going out the door. I mean, then the last, yesterday, we cut checks for over 20K for insurance on this project. Yeah. Like, it's just like not, no money's coming in, you know, and, I, and what a thing to complain about. But at the, at the end of the day, that, that is what it is. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I was excited. It's funny, like that, that you ordering that was actually kind of exciting. Um, also, we were at school yesterday, and one of our students, you know, our, our perennial student, um, is very excited about the project too. And she wants to come out because she likes the process. So I go on Fridays, I go, you'll have to talk to Lance because she asked if, if you're going to have like a weekly meeting. I go, I don't, I don't know about that. It might vary, but like Fridays at four, we're probably going to be out there. That's um, the idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely. Fridays at four, everybody should, we should all, as many people can come to the yeah. site, take a look at it. Cause the other thing we want to do is, I, and I need to, we need to set up uh, one of our clients and I'm going to, um, I'm actually going to put this YouTube video up. Uh, after this episode airs, uh, is is doing a time lapse video. So he's got like a game cam, right? And then it's attached to like a tree out on site or whatever. So like he's capturing every every so many minutes he takes a picture. Like yeah. I want to make sure we have that on board. But where I'm going with this is then then at 4 p.m. Like if we can schedule an interview with you and I on site yep. with our cameraman, aka Jason, well in the firm because we were, I want to document this. I want to document it in in like a poetic way. Yep. 
Um, do you want? Are you going to get a GoPro for this time lapse, or do you want a game cam? We're talking about it right now. You're coming. You're inside okay, the because firm. I what have, are you thinking? I have three game cams that we can use. They took. I was actually going to ask. I was actually going to ask our client what he what he's doing. I don't know if mine were set like ever. They weren't set. They were just motion detectors. Because what his does, and this is Dude. this is what I think is important, is you ha- he. I think his takes a photo and it and it shoots it back to a database. So like. You don't lose it. You know, I'm worried about, well, theft or, you know, yeah. who knows, hail or whatever. Well, the, the thing we can do with my extra three is we can set them up and they'll just be our security system because we have to take out the, the thing, um, the, you know, little jump drive or whatever. But, uh, and I hope we could set it from like seven at night to seven in the morning, like only take pictures then because we don't need to catch all these workers. That'd be cool. And then the second thing I was going to brought up is, yes, let's talk about this. So I think we should just establish when we start going out there on Fridays, Jason's bringing our, our camera. Um, that one, actually, that sound quality, surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. Um, so I don't know what we need. Maybe we'll just have him look at it and see if he wants to hook up a different microphone to it. We could probably, well, I We know. could probably bring these and then do the whole clap thing, you know, and then he could sync up. But that's a lot of editing. I don't know. Yeah. But then, like, we'd have to hold these and rather than, like, the little... Don't you have those little ones? Maybe one La- of these lapel days... pins. We'll give Jason, like, everything that we have. And It should happen next week, then, because we're getting that close. Yep. And then, no matter what, even, like, the first time we go out there, let's at least film, like, a five, ten-minute segment. Yeah. And just store it, and who knows? You know, maybe we'll post them every time. Maybe some of them will just be whatever, but... Yeah, that's. I want to post. Pro- I want a post produce thing, and then it's like a little documentary, and then that'll be that'll be part of my grand my grand scheme to be uh, Jonathan Zagal too, uh, in that we're architectures developer too, and then we then we do lectures and stuff like that. Like we teach how, how this works and, and tell our story because there's tricks. I guarantee there's tricks and stuff that we've done that he hasn't done. Yeah. You know what I mean? How deep do you want this documentary to go? Deep, deep as we can go. Okay, so Jason's coming. To my house, and he's filming me wake up at five a.m. Wow! Because we need that. We need that contrast. We need that artisticness. <laughs> yeah. We need me rolling out, stubbing your toe, stubbing it. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's an, it's an in my house. I love it. We're doing all that. All right, next level. Yeah. So that is that what the video? That was video was? update. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. No, I want to do it. I think it'd be great. Yeah. You know, maybe we can add stuff along the way. It'll be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward so, to it. I just want to. I just want to start building already. Uh, Tired of not. Yep. Speaking of an, another development, doing another development in Longmont. Already talked to the city about it, but we changed schemes on them, right? And we changed it to where uh, instead of having two massively major problems, we have five minor problems. <laughs> so we exchanged two massive problems for five minor problems. Um, and one of it is the way that the parking lot is laid out. So in, we could wait. And basically, th- through all the rules that we have to do, this is kind of the only s- solution that makes sense, right? So in my head, it's like, oh, the city should accept this. There's nowhere else to go. You know, we could get everyone on board doing drawings, do it in our first middle. They might throw up some red flags, but then they'll realize that, like, this is the only way to go. But one of our key philosophies is attack a problem head on. So I emailed the city and I said, Hey, can you look at, look at this? 
I go, I'm not too worried about, you know, breaking the uh, landscape buffers or whatever, but I want to talk about the parking lot. So then they emailed me back on Thursday and were like, yeah, I'm free, you know, from here to here. So I'm like, I'll come right in. Um, so went in. He cut, cut short a class uh, because he was attacking, attacking it head on, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't like if you exactly you drop if with these cities, you just drop everything. You're like, yeah, it'll be over right away. Yep. Taking care of it. Yep. Um, so Lance took over that class. And then when uh, what was great, what was awesome about it was the the city official saw the way I wanted to do it. And she goes, I'm going to go talk to the, the, the transportation people because I can explain like, yes, there's these two other solutions, but they ruined four more things. So it's like if 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 it was just up to them and I feel like that's how they review the submittals is that it goes off to them and no one talks to them and they say, you can't do this. You're not 150 feet away from the property line. And then that's it. And they don't realize, okay, if we do make it that, do you realize four other things get screwed up? So now our plan, our head plan reviewer, which is a female, she's going to go talk to the transportation guy and say, I know this isn't going to fit in your rule, but do you see how these other two solutions will just make everything else more terrible? And then hopefully they'll say, okay. So we're waiting That's on That's what that. we're hoping for. Yeah. That is what we're hoping for indeed. Uh, cool, man. Communicate, communicate, communicate with your client who is the city also. Yeah, the other thing we're supposed to hear back for, from today is uh, how much our fees are going to be for tap and everything. And we're hoping they go down 100000 You know, no big deal. <laughs> seriously we are <laughs> we actually think that well i mean there's some indications that it might it, i don't know it's so tricky how these guys are calculating what what you should what do you have to pay to tap into stuff and i, I don't see. know it's it's hilarious yeah so that's that yeah um next next thing up which is cool is that we're expanding our teaching so i don't know months ago i emailed a I don't even know. Yeah, I just emailed the community college and said, hey, um, if you're looking for someone to teach Revit, and me and you are actually too booked, we can't even do it. So what I'm kind of saying to other firms is that don't be afraid to let your staff do it. So one of our staff guys is going to teach at the community college. He, it's going to be from like 3 to 5. He'll just get off a little bit earlier. Actually, 3.30 to 4.30 is when it will start. Um, but you know what was amazing was was uh, this employee brought this up to us in his in his year review. Yeah, about a month ago. About a month ago, which I don't think we talked about. Which and so that was surprising to me. But I was so impressed and relieved by that because because at the end of the day, the idea is here is that if everybody if everybody can mimic how Alex and I have done this in the firm, where we have diversified streams of income coming in. And we did talk about this in his year review. Like we have these tough, to, we, I, we, we, we try, we try to just completely, be completely transparent and open with everybody. And, and what we said was, was it like, look, a recession is going to happen again. But the idea is if we can all have these multiple legs to stand on within the firm, then, then so be it. The recession happens. We slow down a little bit, but nobody goes away. And then when we come back, because everybody, we've held on to the core then we're talking about expansion and franchising and like everybody's everybody's better off the whole time. I think a lot of people don't have those tough discussions with people. Like yeah. you need to be open and honest about it. Like it's going to happen. You are in what you are in the most recession prone industry on the planet Earth. Like there isn't another one. You name another one that 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 has to that suffers like we do. It. It's, it's feast or famine. I don't think there is one. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. And what's great about hopefully keeping everyone in, you know, through the recession is that 
the knowledge loss that we will not have because of that. So I, the new guy was working on a new project. Knowledge loss, yeah. So I bet you you'd be in, in the same boat. We, I couldn't get elevation tags to show. And then I even went to view graphics and some other stuff and couldn't figure it out. I go, we'll just wait until Jason comes and he'll be in in 15 minutes because he's worked with, we work with a lot of different architects and a lot of different places to help them do drawings. Um, and it would have took me probably two or three hours to figure out that there's this template override, which I kind of know about, <laughs> even though I do know Revit, but man, he just figured it out in 15 minutes rather than me two hours. And my two hours, like I don't, I don't have two hours to oh figure it out. And, Less than two hours, this guy. Yeah. Um, the new guy, I mean, what, it would have took him a day to figure that out. <laughs> so the loss of knowledge, the loss of nuance knowledge. I think go. I think is the way the way to think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. even some of us, you know, some of our some of our employees, like <clears throat> we'll get them, um, we'll get these builder projects. So we'll do like five different variations of homes and stuff. And there's one there's one that I've done with, with Jackson. Man, I would hate to lose Jackson because he knows all the nuances about about the design options and everything. So to reteach that sort of stuff is it, it would be better to whatever we can do to hang on to a person like that and then. If you eventually transition, you know, have him transition that knowledge to somebody else. And then there's two people in the firm that have that knowledge. And then, event, you know, so like if you lose one, okay, then, then at least somebody has it. So critical. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, are we on to this experimental stage in this podcast? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that I handed over the reins of Nick Reeds to Nick. Big responsibility. And you know he's a joker. So I said, I'm no longer sending you what to read. You are coming up on it all, all by yourself because he reads a whole bunch of stuff. So we are pressing play, not having sent him what to read and not listening to what he actually sent us. So here we go. Alexa, play Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. Daddy's got the ball. A reading. Before there was a house, there was a place. Raw, untouched swaths, straddling a foundation, tens of millions of years in the making, beckoning with promise, shaped by seasons, witness to weather, looming peaks and rolling valleys, brimming with life force. Amidst these fertile landscapes, a seed is sown. Placed together with a pioneering verve, one beam at a time, stone next to stone, one brick shouldered against the next, a roof and four walls emerged, along with the architecture. From utilitarian function to structural works of art, A continuum of a process that knows no limit. William Hortzberg and his book, The Work of Art, focusing on the work of JLF, Design Build. A question. White or black? Toodles. I'm going to go in reverse order. (laughs) Black, I hope you're sending me a shirt. So that's that. And then 
the takeaway that I got in the beginning, what I liked is um, sometimes it's hard to explain what architects do. And sometimes the quote unquote wishy-washy stuff might be the hardest stuff because they do understand concrete foundations. They understand that. And that's why they pay contractors a lot. They don't pay drawings a lot, or they don't think of them as a lot because they just think of them as lines. But we know when we try to convey that we're actually constructing the whole building for you beforehand. But the thought that your first foundation is actually the earth and that influences everything. And you have to think about that as literal structure, which is forcing in hopefully good ways. If you're a good designer, what your building can actually become. I think people confuse. I think people make the mistake of describing, um, what an architect does, be, uh, combining it from two ways to one, because there's two there's two different things that happens, right? There is the just pragmatic stuff of okay, the drawings, ex- the drawings explain how the thing's going to go together, but then there's this whole other there's whole other spiritual realm, right? Like when right. you're especially like when we when we do stuff in the mountains, like the two projects that that uh, Gresh and I have going on in the mountains right now. Are, are one in particular is like, I mean, I've told my client m- multiple times, and I, regardless of whether he's religious or not, or any kind of spiritual person, and the contractor's like, oh no, no, God, God picked me to design this house here. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I, it's that kind of a special site. Yeah. So I think, I think that's where it gets confusing is when the architect tries to describe two different things: the pragmatic. Basically, left brain versus right brain, right? Yeah. So, like, the emotion versus the logic. And I think there, there, there's absolute emotion that comes through with buildings 100%. Like, especially, like, my house is indicative of that. Yeah. It's the, this east-to-west axis. Like, you, my wife has told me multiple times, she's like, our house forces you to, like, face the world. Like, yeah. like it's, you have to face the world. And she's like, and she goes, what's great is our, our master bedroom is designed such that that's our place where we don't have to face the world. Because yeah. it's like... The the views are you know the views are cool but sure but like we usually have the blinds closed it's away from everything has the least amount of windows yep you kind of have to walk it's the at the end of the it's hallway the end of the hallway that sort of thing yep. so so yeah that's the way is, but in a when we have a what's funny is like when we have a city environment we're like how about our project I don't I, there's no there's not this spiritual I mean it's still we're still trying to do these some of these things and there are some really cool really cool features and everything but man when I get those mountain sites when I get those rural sites even my house has that right because it's out out of the city or something there's a there's some kind of like there's that there that connection to nature I think is it's hard to explain yeah. it's really hard to explain because you have to experience the, you have to experience it like I just described with my house or like the house in the mountain or anything like that they, it's like trying to explain the inexplicable and the, the flip side of the same coin. So there's, that's hard to explain. And then it's hard to explain that drawings are a real thing. And I think that that's why models were, are so popular. And we kind of wrote them off in, in college because we knew what it was going to look like. We, because we did, we were designing it and we were doing it in, in 3d in the computer programs, but there's that switch with the client that, once they see it physically there, even though everything else they might have seen in 3D views, it's it's totally different. So I think after we get our space, our first uh, buy, big buy, should be a legit, really fine 3D model maker. 100%. Meaning like you can barely see the lines and, and get make them, you know, models that are 
14, 18 inches by 14, 18 inches and just, and maybe sometimes smaller so that they can keep them. Maybe we keep them, maybe they keep them, but then it becomes that advertising in their house before it's getting built. Something that they can well, take with them. What we talked about is, is how do you make, how do we design the whole system at the new office to be a sales pitch at the same time? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Go, 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 go to the other firm's uh, office in town. You're, you're not going to be, you know, this, it starts from the beginning. Like right when you see our building, oh, these guys are different. Oh, these guys care about the details. Oh, they care about the essence. They care about everything. Then they come into the space and they see proof of concept like you're talking about. And then I and then I do I do I I hate building models by hand so I, I I but I really do want I think there's something to it like if we give them three options of a house at the schematic design level okay here's just like the basic form yeah. of it and everything and give it to them I know we're talking to people right now who are listening like oh yeah I, I still build models well we don't but this is what kind yeah. of where we're sort of circling back again on like tradition versus new mod technology but how cool would it be is our our conference room is on the second level is when you walk in there's kind of a a, not a hallway but an open space and if you had this 3d printer and if you had big just pure white to answer nick's exactly you nailed it you're crushing it yep and then they're then they're walking up and they're like what was that like i want i want want that i want want that that. i think exactly i think it gives i hope that's the idea is it gives them like no i want that especially if it has some topo it's just this 3d just this 3d mass Oh, I think we could make cool stands too. Really cool stands. Yeah, and I'm either th- like a lot of times you put them in glass, right? I was thinking something skinny, but then I was also thinking like legit, like awesome. Uh, maybe sanded down, like um, uh, what's it? heavy timber? Heavy timber, like ten by ten logs that they sit on that just look, you know, you polish them, they just look awesome. What's so cool is, uh, so Alex is talking about this, you know, just, I'm getting all excited about it, but like our, our guys are also getting so excited about this space and they should be, number one, we're, we're, we're <laughs> like crammed in here like sardines now, especially with the new hire. We didn't even, Lance doesn't even have a desk. I don't have a desk anymore. Look yeah. at this sacrifice I'm making for the firm. Yeah. I'm literally at the conference table now, but it, it's working out fine because like Alex and I talked about privately that, um now publicly that uh like well you're gonna be on site more so yeah that's fine i can i can be mobile office and everything and when he's having a conference he's in the room and when i have a conference he just takes my desk so but uh but but the guys are getting so excited about it because a couple of them like josh he was like yeah we want to make furniture he's like we should start a furniture side of the firm if if we could yeah if we're not building tiny houses you know maybe we built a tiny house it's out the door okay now now onto the furniture orders and stuff like that and there's other kind of there's other kind of things i want to manufacture in there but like this space that we have designed, um, just our own little maker shop, is I'm so pumped about it. I'm so pumped about it. It's just more tentacles we're gonna put out. We're gonna be like we're gonna be one of the coolest coolest firms in Colorado. I think you know yeah. just because we've we've like we've enabled ourselves that other opportunity to be like okay we're building another platform here. All these different kinds of platforms. Yep. So again, see, I can't. I just like if we could have this built already, that would be great. <laughs> you you have eight months. To build it. I have eight months. That's what Al says. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Let's bring in the guys. Let's have some more fun. Have some ARE Jeopardy and trick them up. All right. Here we go, guys. Which of the following uh, three arrangement tree tree arrangements is best suited for optimal solar energy utilization and control for a house in the north? East region of the United States. So tree arrangements in the northeast region of the United States. A. Evergreens on the east and south. 
deciduous on the west, B, evergreens on the west and north, deciduous on the south, C, evergreens on the west and north, no trees on the south, D, evergreens on the north and south, deciduous on the east and west. What do you got? Do you want to add on to that? Liggity? Careful with that solar boy. <laughs> okay. So, uh, optimal arrangement in the north uh, east region. Yeah, yeah. Get your notes out, guys. Uh, A, evergreens on the east and south, deciduous on the west. B, evergreens on the west and north, deciduous on the south. C, evergreens on the west and north, no trees on the south. D, evergreens on the north and south, deciduous on the east and west. What do we got, gentlemen? What do we got? Okay, B, B, C. The answer is B. Evergreens on the west and north, uh, deciduous on the south. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. We learned that in undergrad. <laughs> Seriously. No yeah. Uh, wait, wait. We got two winners there? Two winners. Two winners. But you guys should know this. Um, we, we forgot to shout out one of us, Mark here passed his first test. Crushing it. Woo! Which one did you pass? Uh, practice management. Practice management. All right. Question number two. Uh, glass is being used for the exterior storefront system of a clothing store that is in a cold climate. The climate has requested that the glass be neutral in color and as transparent as possible to allow maximum visibility into the store. What type of glass should the architect specify for the storefront system? A. Single pane. Gray glass with low E coating. B. Double pane. Insulated gra- glass unit with clear glass and a cer- cerma- ceramic frit pattern. Want me to read that again? Or we'll go through them all again. C. Double pane. Insulated glass unit with clear glass. D. Double pane. Insulated glass unit with low iron clear glass and low E coating. A, B, C, D, E. Okay. In the north, it's a store. Um, They want it as transparent as possible to allow maximum visibility, right? But it's also a cold climate. So A, single pane, gray glass with low E coating. B, double pane, insulated glass unit with clear glass and a ceramic frit pattern. C, Double pane insulated glass unit with clear coat. D, double pane insulated glass unit with low iron clear glass and low E coating. What is the answer? My friend. C, B, D. The answer is D. We are all tied up. We're all tied up. So that was a double pane insulated glass unit, which is pretty much standard. And low E coating is pretty much standard. The low iron clear glass, that's more probably, that's more nuanced, but uh, low, something. Low E is low emittance, right? Yes. Yes. But wouldn't you want emittance, like sunlight coming in in the north? If you're so in the north and a cold client, think Fargo. Uh, yeah, wouldn't you want that? No. Why? You still want Louie. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, north north climate. Well, would you say because it's a, a well because it's a store, you don't want it fading the clothes. You, I mean, I I guess I wouldn't go there. It, that that's what. So the thing the thing the thing that made I didn't look at the answer right away, and I and I so I I was picking D, and the low E is what. So the difference between here's what set me off was like the. Uh, Answer C was double pane insulating glass, IGU with clear glass, but they didn't give any coatings on the glass. And so then they went to a low E coating and like, oh, okay, well then, you know, especially, especially since we're in cold energy first, kind of like safety first. So that's why I picked it. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, and I still say that because answer, it cuts but, down on the visibility that can come through with low E coating. Is that what you're saying? No, because no, it allows that's, sunlight in. That's heat transfer. You want it, like no, but it's good if you're in some warm climate too, because then it's not letting as much radiation in. Radiation. It's not letting in the radiation, yeah, right? So exactly. You would want to reduce, the, uh, or you would want more radiation coming in in the north, right? Actually, so the way I understand low E is that it uh, it allows so it makes it so it doesn't overheat, right? So it keeps out the radiation. Yeah. But in a north climate, wouldn't that be to your advantage? That's what. Except in low the summer, iron clear glass and the low E hot. coating. Yeah. Sure. It lets the sun in. Yeah, because E low E lets the light in, but keeps out the radiation. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll just read the definition here from Wikipedia. Low E refers to surface condition that emits low levels of radi- radiant thermal heat energy. Um, all materials absorb, reflect, and emit radiant energy according to this law. But here the primary concern in a special wavelength interval of radiant energy, namely thermal radiation of materials. It's in common use, especially building applica- applica- applications, the temperature range of approximately negative 40 to plus 40 degrees Celsius is the focus. But in aerospace and industrial engineering process, much broader ranges of practical concern. So yeah, they're I saying th- like it's applicable in negative 40 to plus 80, which is basically almost everything. Besides right. this, which is basically almost everything. Besides if you're in like Phoenix. Yeah. But then... Reflects I feel like it you back. Want well, it. yeah, it, it's it's when it passes through, like it cancels out the bad waves, basically. Is the way I understand it. We'll so. never know. We'll never know. But that's the answer. Hey, Evan, hit us up and explain. Send us a if Evan Troxel, if you want to explain this and send us a a, a recording, we'll play it on the next podcast. That'd be cool. Or anybody, yeah. Okay. Or yeah, anyone. Number three. Because what if Evan doesn't listen? Okay, number oh, three. He does. Oh, he does. Number three. What is a vertical support for a handrail known as A, picket, B, baluster, C, upright boy, D, handrail post? What is a vertical support for a handrail known as? Everybody got their answers? <coughs> okay, we have B, B, and B. The correct answer is B. That was a layup. Oh, look at that. So we're Are still we still tie. tied? Still oh, tied. I got a tiebreaker. I got a tiebreaker. The, the tiebreaker is a good one, too. I think it would. Okay. Number four. <clears throat> what is a small hole near the bottom of a retaining wall, usually backfilled with gravel, to allow water to drain to the outside of the wall known as? A, water hole. 
B, front hole. C, weep hole. D, drain hole. E, hole boy. (laughs) Four. Four. What is a small hole near the bottom of a retaining wall, usually backfilled with gravel, to allow water to drain to the outside of the wall known as? A, water hole. B, front hole. C, weep hole. D, drain hole. This could be for all the marbles. All right, what do we got? C. C, C, C. Okay, they're all tied up. Yep. Good good job. Okay, they, I got the tiebreaker here. For all the marbles. This is a tricky one. I bet everybody's going to get this one wrong. How about that? Good. Number five. What is glass which has four or more layers of glass laminated to three or more layers of plastic used where strong impacts may occur known as? A, laminated glass, B, bulletproof glass, C, layered glass, D, glassy boy. What is glass which has four or more layers of glass laminated to three or more layers of plastic used where strong impacts may occur known as A, laminated glass, B, bulletproof glass, C, layered glass, D, glassy boy? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. A A A A. I knew they don't get it all wrong. Yeah, correct answer is B. Bulletproof glass. Wow, what are we gonna do? We got a tie, three-way tie. I knew that would happen. Shoot. All right. Well, we're gonna have to pause and be right back. Okay. Question number six. This is the the tiebreaker for the tiebreaker. The ability. Uh oh. Did you see it? Damn it. Oh, yeah, hold, hold the back. <laughs> it's it. too late. He already no, saw read, the answer. Read the next one. I'm just gonna read it and then give him the answer. But they just gotta guess the answer. Okay, we yeah. can do that. We can do that this way. This will be tough. Oh man, this will be hard. Yeah. Awesome. I love this one. Okay, he's gonna read a definition. You have to write what the word is to yeah. the definition. So I have these little flashcards, and, and Gresh saw the answer. That's yeah. why we're doing this. And order. if you get it right, but you spell it wrong, the person that spells it right, this is the stakes. Wow! 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 Okay. So I would automatically lose. I'm so this would just be a. This would just be you. Just write the answer down, okay? A joint between two wood members, in which a tenon, the projecting end of one piece, is fitted into a mortise, and opening cut into another piece. What is that known as? Okay, a joint between two wood members, in which a tenon, the projecting end of one piece, is fitted into a mortise, and opening cut into another piece. What is this known as? Yep. Closest one wins the pie. Yeah. Al would get this wrong because he'd spell it wrong. Yeah. All right. Think about the official name. Are we ready? Uh, lap joint. Dove too long. Tenon and mortise joint. Closest. <sighs> mortise and tennis joint. Jason wins. He, he technically wins, but just know that they never call it the reverse. So, but you, but you, you got it. Yep. Yay! Yay! Jason wins. Jason wins. Awesome. All right. Let me pause it. We'll be right back. All right. Thanks, everyone. Um, couple shout-outs. One, if you want to learn Revit, uh, if you're a student or if you're professional transitioning into it, go to RevitRocketShip.com. There, you will get yourself learn from the best. 
uh, and that's us. We take you through learning families, uh, learning a cabin, producing an actual set at the end. It's gotten great reviews. Um, guaranteed, if you want your money back, you can get it, but that's very far and uh, in between. So go do that. If you want our book, The Creativity Code, you can find that on Amazon. If you want my friend's book that just came out today, it's a, it's a comedy. It's Feral Chickens. His first book, Interiors and Exteriors, was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Feral Chickens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no idea what it's about, but it should be coming in the mail here, like right now. I just wish he would he would read them so that we could listen to them on an audio book. Like, come on. Get it oh, together, would be Caleb. great for that. Yeah. He needs to do Seriously, that. Seriously, I would honestly listen to him if he did it that way. I'm just not going to read. Everybody already knows. No, Lance just he listens to things. I might boycott him until he does that. Yeah. It would be awesome. Yeah. Okay. That's all. If he does it, I would continue to push the book on the podcast. <laughs> ah, now we got something here. Now we got something. So there here. you go. Uh, uh, same, same as always. If you if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed another episode, please, as we enter the school year this year uh, with college, please, if you're a student or if you are a professor or a lecturer. Recommend this podcast to your students um, and have them start at episode zero. And then if they love it, please, please leave us a five-star review. We love you. We appreciate you. We will see you next week. 